following is a podcast from Echo, a student ministry at Victory Family Church. We meet every Saturday at 6 p.m. and Sundays at 10 a.m. For more info, check us out on Instagram at echo.victory. Echo, how we feeling? Oh, come on, let's make some noise. How you feeling? Hey, guys, I'm so glad to be with you. This is my favorite day, favorite time being able to spend with you. I just wanted to take a moment and um, just like Hannah said, my name is Ben Archer. I'm the pastor here. I'm so glad to be able to spend time with you and I just want to take a second and I want to acknowledge the Cranberry Campus. Let's make some noise one more time. Come on, Cranberry. Let's go and, and those of you in Newcastle, come on, Newcastle, make some noise. Come on, God is so good and those of you that are watching online on YouTube or maybe you're listening to the podcast, we just love you so much. And, and my prayer for you is that you'd get connected at one of our two campuses, whether it's Newcastle or Cranberry. Come on, we love you so much. And, and I'm just excited for what God is doing in our church. Are you excited? Oh, yeah, come on. It's good. It's good. Hey, today we're in this series called it, it, It's Trending. It's a short series, and we're going to be talking about social media today. We're also going to be talking about where we get our value and worth and, and what the world says about that and what God says about it. But before I unpack that, let's go ahead. Let's open up our Bibles to Genesis 3, Genesis chapter 3. And while you're turning there, I want to share with you why we exist as a church and a youth group. I want to remind you, you know, we exist to help all people realize that God loves them unconditionally. Go ahead, turn to your neighbor and say, God loves you. Oh yeah, come on, it's true, and, and God loves you, and every single time we get together, we have church, we have, we have worship and small groups and the message. Look, we do that so that you can get the tools and the resources to grow in your relationship with Jesus. You could say, to know God, and that's why we get together, so that you can begin to know God and have a daily relationship with Him, Monday through Saturday, and it, you're just growing, you got everything that you need, and so, it's so good. But uh, I want to encourage you today, before we go any further, to take notes, because note takers are history makers. I believe that if you'll store God's word up in the well of your heart, that in due time, in due season, he'll bring that up and out of you, whether that's for you or maybe it's for someone else. But take notes and get God's word inside your heart. So if you're at Genesis 3, say yeah. Oh, say it like you mean it. Say yeah. All right, so Genesis 3, we're going to jump right in. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals that the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, did God really say that you must not eat of the tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat from the trees in the garden, but God did say that you must not eat the fruit from the tree that's in the middle of the garden. You must not touch it or you will die. You will not surely die, said the serpent to the woman, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and that you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and she ate it. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Then, then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized that they were naked. They were naked, somebody. And so, so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees in the garden. But the Lord called out to the man, where are you? This is, this is amazing. This is right here. This is showing us shame. See, shame is something that is so painful. Shame, shame has caused Adam and Eve to do two things. They did two things to try to cover their shame. Number one is they put on coverings. See, many people... 
still to this day will try to cover their shame, right? Whether it's through accolades, whether it's through um, social media, accomplishments, clothes, money, whatever it might be, they try to hide. The second reaction that Adam and Eve had when they sinned is that they hid. And at that point, their value was lost, and so was ours. But rather than letting us try to earn back our, our seat with God, God did something so amazing by sending his son, Jesus Christ, for you and I. So Jesus defines our value with God. What Adam and Eve did, right there in that very moment, what they did, that ruined, it wrecked our right standing with God. Ruined it. But God sent Jesus so that we could then be right back in right standing with him. That's why the Bible says in Colossians 1.20, it says, This includes you were once so far away from God that you were his enemies, separated by him by your evil thoughts and actions, yet he has now brought you back to be his friends. And as he has done this through his death on the cross in in, in his own human body, and as a result, he brought you into the very presence of God, and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. So I want to preach a message today. And if you're, if you're taking notes, and I hope that you are, you could go ahead and you can write down the title of our talk. It's called, So Worth Loving. Go ahead and turn to your neighbor and tell him, you're so worth loving. Oh, say it like you mean it. Come on, you're so worth loving. And, and listen, many Christians and people, they don't know the value that they have. How do you know the value you have? How do you appraise the value on your own life? How does God appraise the value on your own life? And until you know the value of something, you don't know how to treat it. You don't know how to attribute worth. You don't know how to say how much something is worth. You don't know how to care for it. I was talking to Sherry right before service. We were talking about our phone. Sherry. I've left my phone in the back. Can I borrow your phone real quick? Come on. i got to tell you something. Sherry got a smartphone, somebody. Come on. Can we give it up for Sherry? She got a smartphone. Can I borrow this for a moment? Thank you. So Sherry was telling me about her phone. We were were talking about phones because they're just so stinking expensive. Like, like I don't don't know what phone you have. but, But if you've ever gone and purchased a phone with your parents, then you know that they're like 600 to a thousand dollars for a phone in and if you don't have the money outright to buy the phone then they add it to your plan so that you can pay monthly anybody know what I'm talking about like and so maybe you have a phone here they are stinking expensive and it's just crazy how valuable this little piece of technology is and what's wild is people will go to like the ends of the earth, to the ends of the world to make sure that they protect it, right? They'll get the protection plan. Hope you got it, Sherry. Um, It's no joke. They're expensive. And they'll put cases on them. And I I don't know if you've got a phone in here, but if you do, then you know that, you know, when you're by a pool, you're careful, right? You know where your phone is. You're like, is it in my, okay, I got like, like don't throw me in the pool. You're just super mindful of your phone. You'll even like, you, you know, like where you charge it at the bottom in your headphone part, you know, you'll clean it out. You make sure that you take super care of it. And I don't know if you've ever, like, had to get a selfie or you take a picture with somebody and you hand your phone to someone. I know I'm guilty. The whole time they have my phone, I'm, like, praying in my head. Bought a Kia, should have bought a Hyundai. Like, don't, don't drop my phone. Don't drop my phone. You know, like, because it's just, it's so valuable to me. And, and But what if I were to take Sherry's phone and I just start... 
I, I could have dropped it. Why did that bother you? That bothered you because you, you know the value that it holds. You know the value that it holds to Sherry that she just spent a lot of money. But what if I were to take her phone in and I just begin to mistreat it and I make sure that I break it so it's not working anymore and then you know what? Let's, take a, let's go a little step further and we just throw it away. And I treat it like it's a piece of trash. Why does that offend you? Why does that bother you? See, I wanted to illustrate with you for one second. I wanted to illustrate with you what it's like when you see something of value being mistreated. But until you know your worth, you'll expect better treatment for that phone than you will your own life. How you see yourself determines your whole entire life and, and it's what determines how you see yourself is how you see God sees yourself. Like if I were to ask you to close your eyes right now, in fact, I, I do. Please close your eyes right now, right where you are. Close your eyes. When you close your eyes and I say picture God, you've got two thoughts that come into your mind. You either see God as this gentle, loving, kind, sweet father with his arms wide open. Or you see a grumpy old man pointing his finger at you, telling you everything that you've done wrong. And let me tell you right now, that if you pick number two, if your first thought was that God is mad at you, and God is mean and nasty, you are going to struggle in your relationship with Jesus. And i got to tell you that that is not, that is not the picture of your father. That is not the picture of God. God loves you. God is for you. He's got his arms always open towards you. And if you don't know, you can open your eyes, if you don't know your worth, you will get yourselves in the situations and territories that will hurt your life. Like how do, you how do you find the value of something? It's simple. What are you willing to pay for it? See, worth is de defined, it's determined by, the, by what you're willing to pay for something. So your appraised value to God was what he was willing to purchase you with. And the Bible says, what did he purchase you with? He didn't purchase you with gold or silver or anything corruptible. No, he purchased you with his son, Jesus Christ, with the blood of his son. So that's how God appraises you. He purchased you with Jesus, with the blood of his son. So while you were sinning, while you were, while, while you were against God before you ever knew him, he said that you are worth the son. You are worth the blood of my son. That's how much you're worth to God. And until we know our value from God, we will seek the value from others. We will, we, if we don't understand our acceptance from God and our acceptance in our relationship with him, then we will depend on our acceptance from the people around us. If we don't understand that we've been approved by God, then we will seek the approval of people around us. If we don't understand our significance from God, then we might even look to try to solve other people's problems so that we can feel significant. Anybody ever feel like that? Come on, I know I'm not the only one. Come on, we're in church, somebody. And let's take social media for an example. That's the topic that's trending right now, right? That's what we're talking about. And, and I hate to tell you, I hate to break it to you. I hate to be the one to just let you know that social media, it's not real. Like, it's not real. Like, like, it's not real. 
You know, there's a reason why they call it the highlight reel. There's a reason why people post their best pictures. Of course people are going to post their best pictures there because nobody wants to see a picture of my daughter at 3 o'clock in the morning when she's throwing up and she's got a runny nose and she's sick and she's screaming and it's the middle of the night. Nobody wants to see that. So you post your best picture. But you got to know. you got to know that when you're looking at social media that everybody's life is, is very similar. Come on, we all got stuff going on. You got to translate that this is a highlight reel. This is someone's best picture, and you cannot get sucked in to the comparison trap. Don't you do it. Don't get sucked into the comparison trap. You got to know that everybody's got the same junk, the same garbage going on around them. There's no perfect person in this room right now. Not a single one of us. Not a single perfect person. And you'll even see that people, they'll add all of these filters so that they can get the most likes and they can feel their value and acceptance. And I got to tell you right now, you will never, never have I ever, you will never ever feel value from that. You won't. It'll leave you empty. But only Jesus, only Jesus can fill that in you. When I was growing up, my, my brother and I, when I was about in like, like ninth grade, eighth and ninth grade, my brother and I, we were real geeky, real nerdy. Oh, what's up? <laughs> like, uh. And so we would build all of these computers. And I just loved doing that. And so we would constantly be building computers. And we built one for every single room inside our house. And, and so we would hold these LAN parties. We would invite a whole bunch of people to come over and play all these video games with us. And so one time, my, my little brother and I, we invited our friend Justin over. And, and we were just hanging out. And we had two computers that were really powerful. Two computers that we kind of like, we pulled all the punches on, like they were the best machines, and we played, we were playing this game, and, and I just remember, I, I really wanted to play just Justin and I. I didn't want to play with my little brother, I just wanted to be, be us, and so when I was going to trade off, when, when, when we were going to switch it up, I was walking into the other room, and when I looked down on the floor, I saw my brother's wallet. And so I, I bend down, and I, I open up his wallet, inside his wallet, he had 50 bucks, <laughs> I'll let your boy, you know, so I took 10 out, you know. And so I, I go walking up to my brother, and I just set it right on the keyboard, and I say, hey, I will buy you out for the rest of the day. And so my little brother looked at me. He had this biggest grin on his face. He's just cheesing. Oh, he's so excited. He's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> and I'm like, in my head, you know, I'm just thinking, yeah, mm -hmm, mm, yeah, who's getting fooled now? And so, so I bought my brother out, and it took him about an hour to realize that I had taken his own money and gave him his own money. So he came into my bedroom, and while I'm in the middle of playing, he just picks up a book right off of my bed, one of my school books, one of my thick social, social studies books, and he just comes in, he starts, he hits me right over the back of the head, and wham, and we just start going at it. So I grew up, like, there was four, four dudes in my house with my mom, like, uh, I pray for my mom to this day, but like, so, so we're just fighting. Just going crazy like, like girls, if you, if you have a brother, you know they just bounce off of walls. That I don't know what it is, but they're just like a lot of energy, right? And, and uh, you could call it testosterone. And so we're just fighting. And, and, like, and I'm not saying that this is okay. Don't ever do this, okay? It is not okay. But in, in my house growing up, we were not healthy. So we fought till there was blood. Like who's not getting up, right? Like we just made sure. It was just wild. My poor mom. And so... So my brother was so mad at me that for like two weeks, he didn't talk to me. For two weeks, he completely separated. He wanted nothing, nothing to do with me. And then eventually, he realized that that wasn't the real me. And he decided to bring, that, bring me back as, he, as his friend. He realized I did that. And, 
just out of selfish desires, but that's not who I really am. See, God knows the real you, and he loves you anyway. In fact, you could write that down. That's our, that's our thought for today. God knows the real you, and he loves you anyway. God knows you completely, and he cares about you deeply. Even though we were separated from him, even though we were enemies with God, even, we were, even though we were so far from him, he still decided to bring us back and call us friends. God knows everything about you. God knows the good, the bad, the ugly, and yet he still, call, he still determines to call you valuable. He still says that you are so worth loving. you got to allow the creator to define his creation. It's you. That's why the Bible says in Psalms 139, 17, how precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. God thinks about you more than there are grains of sand on this earth. Because of his love for you, God thinks about you. we got to know who we are. In Christ, we are God's righteousness. In Christ, we are forgiven. In Christ, we are free from sin. And I'm going to invite the worship team to come up and, and join me. And Listen, don't fill your approval needs from friends. Don't fill it from social media. It's empty. Don't do it. It's empty. Don't fill it from stuff or academics. Don't fill your approval needs from that. you got to realize that God approves of you. God approves of you. When we discover who God has made us to be, we won't try to pretend like we're something else or someone else. Always remember that you cannot walk in the blessings that God has for you if you're trying to be someone else. God created you on purpose for a purpose. Ephesians 2.10 says that we are God's masterpiece. That he has created us anew in Christ Jesus and that we can do all things, all the good things that he planned for us a long time ago. Ladies, i got to just talk to you for a second. got to have real talk. I, I want to talk to you as a friend, as a big brother, as a Jesus in skin, as, as a father. Listen. Ladies, you got to know how valuable you are. you you got to know why is it that so many girls try to get their value, they get their value from their body image. Why is it? Why is it that so many girls will do whatever guys want? It's so that they can hear the words, I love you. I just, I just pray that right now that you receive this. That you just receive this as a Jesus in skin, as a big brother. As a dad, I, I don't know what, you, what it's like for your dad in your life. I don't know what it looks like with your relationship. But I just pray that you receive this right now. I love you. I just pray that you receive that. That you are so loved. Listen, if you've got to pose a picture of you in your bathing suit to get a whole bunch of likes, to attract a whole bunch of dudes, let me tell you, what you do to attract that, you will always have to, have to do that to keep it. Let me say it this way. If you don't view yourself as a princess, you will not attract a prince. If you'll begin to think that you're a princess and know where you get your value and worth, you will attract a man that will treat you as a princess. You will, and I, and I got to tell you that if you're in a relationship right now, just as a big brother, as a dad, break up with them. Get out of that relationship. 
I got to tell you, get out of that relationship. Guys, if you're dating a girl right now, get out of it. Break up with them. Do it. Because listen, listen, you will save yourself so much heartache. And if you'll focus on your relationship with Jesus right now, and you'll get whole, I promise you, when it's time to date, by the way, here's when it's time to date, when it's time to get married. That's when it's time to date. And so when it's time to date, you will be whole inside. And two holes come together as one. If I, if I could just give you anything as a, as, a, as a friend, as a dad, as a big brother, it's, please, please listen to that. You will save yourself so much heartache. Fellas, you got, you got to treat the ladies around you as a princess. If you want a gem, if you truly want a gem, you got to treat the, every single girl that you come in contact with like a princess. Girls, if he's mean and nasty to his mother, he'll always be mean and nasty to you. Get away. You want nothing to do with it. You want nothing to do with it. I'm going to close with this story right here. I was listening to a, a preacher, and he was in California. He was in Beverly Hills, and, and he was in between services at a conference that he was at, and, and he had like a basic white shirt on, kind of like, like this, but, but all white. And it got ruined in between services. And so, so he had to go to like a mom and pop shop to go get a new shirt. And when he went there, he's going through and he sees, he sees all the racks. And he goes right to one and he finds the basic white shirts, like a V-neck, you know. And, uh, and he found what he wanted. And when he looked at it, the price tag said it was like 400 bucks. And he was like shocked. He's blown away. He's like, oh my gosh, like. Who could pay $400 for a shirt? This is just wild. And so he looks over and he sees on the wall, he sees the clearance side. And so he goes to the clearance and he starts sifting through the shirts and he finds another shirt, very similar, nothing special, just a basic white tee. He's like, this is the one I want. And when he looked at the price tag, it was $800. $800. So he went up to the cashier and he's like, hey, I don't, I don't understand. Why is it that this shirt is so valuable? Why is it that it's so much? And He's like, what is, it, what, what is it made out of? Is it like got gold woven in it or something like that? And the cashier joked and he just laughed. He's like, no, it's just, you know, 60% cotton with a dash of polyester in there. You know, nothing fancy. And he's like, okay, I get it. But, but why is it that this shirt is so valuable? And the cashier said, you know, the shirt is so valuable because of its designer. You are so valuable because of your designer. You are so valuable because of your designer. Listen, don't, don't get from people what only God can give. What they do or they don't do does not determine your value and your worth. God does. And you got to learn to receive from Him. you got to learn to receive your value and worth from your Heavenly Father. Listen, you, you got to know that you are chosen. You're set apart. You're pursued. You're esteemed. You are valued. You are so worth loving. You are so worth loving. You are so loved. And this doesn't come from labels. It doesn't come from what people have said or they don't say. You are valuable because of what God says about you. Period. And it's so easy. It's so easy to get wrapped up on, on what he or she, she said and what people say. But listen, becoming obsessed with what people say about you is the easiest way to forget what God says about you. So I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and I'm going to pray for you. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for everyone in this room. 
I thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice, God, that you just do what you can in this time to mend our hearts, Lord, that, God, would you begin to change the way that we see ourselves. Lord, I thank you that we can get our value and worth from you and who you say we are. Father, would you, would you, would you just do a miracle in us? Would you mend our hearts? And I thank you that every time we look in the mirror, every time we look in the mirror that we see a child of God, that we see someone that is so worth loving, that we see someone that you died for because of your love for us. I thank you, Jesus. And I thank you, Jesus, that as we see other people, that we see the people around us that will never look into the eyes of someone that you don't love, that you didn't die for. And I thank you, Jesus, for just helping us to see other people's value. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to turn it over to the campus host. And right now, I want to ask that if you haven't made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, that you do so. So I'm going to ask that you bow your heads again. If you haven't received Jesus to become Lord and Savior of your life, I'm going to ask that you do that right now. This is between you and God. No one's looking around. If you've never started your relationship with Him, if you've never raised your hand and said, Pastor Ben, I want to invite Jesus into my life. I'm going to ask that you do that right now. Nobody's looking around. This is between you and I. This is between you and God. If this is you and you want to start your relationship with Him today, I'm asking that you slip up your hand. You just raise your hand right now, right where you're at. Go ahead. You can raise your hand. If you want to start your relationship with Him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You can put your hand down. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to... We're going to all pray together as I'd never embarrass you or single you out. And when, I, when we pray, Jesus Christ is going to come into your heart and you'll never be the same. Jesus said this. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man comes to the Father except through me. And the Bible says that if you believe in your heart and you speak with your mouth that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and he rose again three days later, that you'll be saved. So right now, we're all going to pray together. Repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. And I'm a child of God. And I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Come on, somebody, make some noise. And, and while you're coming up to worship God, you can text the word CHANGED to 97,097,000 if you've made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. And, and if you don't have a phone, no sweat. Because you can tell your small group leader when we get in the small groups. And they can give you a 14-day devotional. But I love you guys. Let's come up here and worship God with everything. That